Well, folks, this is Jesse Cope, and we're back again for another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope that y'all are doing well, whatever it is that y'all are doing today. I appreciate it, as always, y'all taking a few minutes of time to spend with me, and so much, folks, those of y'all that share this podcast with others, word of mouth and and y'all's recommendations, without a doubt, that's what help, what is helping this podcast to grow. So those of y'all that are sharing it, talking about it with friends or family or co-workers, thank you so much. I hope y'all are getting a little bit of it out of it. And always, I hope that it's helping our country just just a little bit. We're going to take one of our walks tonight. We got some lightning bugs. We got a couple of puppy dogs. Stella is out here with me. And I don't know where the three-legged wolf is tonight, but we'll see who else joins us. We had a couple of cats a while ago, but they seem to have disappeared at any rate. On this episode, I'd like to talk really just about one quote in particular by a man named Ezra Stiles. And I would like to talk about this quote from two different perspectives or for two different reasons. One is because it shows us a little something about education in America, what it used to be like. And as y'all, those of y'all that have been listening for a while know, we tie a lot back into education. Two, the other aspect of this is something that I've touched on briefly a few times, and we'll get into more and more as the episodes go on, but there are so many instances throughout our nation's history where in order to believe that coincidence just happened to fall in our favor takes an incredible amount of faith or to believe that America is so great simply because of our own speed or talent or work takes quite a bit of arrogance. And so I want to read through this quote by Ezra Stiles and then we will talk about it just a little bit. So this was in May of 1783 in Connecticut. In our lowest and most dangerous state in 1776 and 1777, we sustained ourselves against the British army of 60,000 troops commanded by the ablest generals Britain could procure throughout Europe with a naval force of 22,000 seamen and above 80 men of war. Who but a Washington, inspired by heaven, could have conceived the surprise move upon the enemy at Princeton that Christmas Eve when Washington and his army crossed the Delaware? Who but the ruler of the winds, God, could have delayed the British reinforcements by three months of contrary ocean winds at a critical point of the war? Or what but a providential miracle at the last minute detected the treacherous scheme of traitor Benedict Arnold, which would have delivered the American army, including George Washington himself, into the hands of the enemy? 
on the French role in the revolution. It is God who so ordered the balancing interests of nations as to produce an irresistible motive in the European maritime powers to take our part. The United States are under peculiar obligations to become a holy people unto the Lord our God. So, Ezra Stiles was the president of Yale College from 1778 to 1795. And the reason, the educational reason I wanted to talk about this is as we have said before, look at how our colleges and institutions were first founded. Look at the principles they were founded upon before and after our founding as a nation. They were founded on the principles of Jesus Christ and to spread Christianity. That was the main goal was for students. And we've talked about this before with Yale, Princeton, Harvard. There was a comment that I just came across recently from King's College, now Columbia. I'm not sure if I've used it in the past. At any rate, folks, we have talked about the fact that our education and those who led our chief educators throughout most of our history, up until the middle of the 20th century, there was no separation of church and state in education in the modern sense. There was in the sense that the government was not able to come in and dictate to the schools what sect of Christianity they would promote. But there was no separation in regards to taking God and the Bible and the principles of Jesus Christ out of education. Far from that. The exact opposite was true. Our great educators up until the 20th century knew that if we didn't start with the principles of Christ at the core of our education, we weren't helping our students any. For one thing, we were, we were not creating, we were not building them to be productive citizens. We weren't helping them to strengthen and establish their future lives, and, and therefore we were not helping our nation. And it's not hard to see this, folks. If you, I've said this multiple times, if you go and walk the halls of any high school in America and look at the dysfunction relative to the principles of Christ. So, for example, marriage between one man and one woman, committed to for life. Just that one alone, folks, if you look at the devastation that not following that principle of Jesus Christ is causing to our students, our youth, our adults too, our families across the nation, you can see that in schools. It's, it's so crystal clear how easily you can see that. We go against that principle, it causes havoc. Very simple. So our educators, talking about Mr. Stiles again, this quote, we need to get back to that, folks. We've got to get back to that. It's having a devastating effect on our country and has now again, really since the middle of the 20th century when the Supreme Court started to make those horrific and absolutely wrong and immoral decisions about taking God and the Bible and Jesus Christ out of education. Un-American decisions. No basis there. The second thing about this quote that I haven't talked about a lot in these podcasts is 
just his comment again and again there when he was talking about Washington crossing the Delaware, when he was talking about delaying the British, when he was talking about the fact that we were basically this band of rabble, I just, you know, just, we were not a professional army. We definitely were the underdog. We were the classic, the epitome of the underdog in the revolution. And yet we won. We were against the ropes. We should have lost. Again and again and again, we should have lost. And yet we didn't. To say that that's just due to our own natural native abilities shows an extreme amount of arrogance. To say that, well, that's just coincidence, just just happened to happen, takes a stretch of faith, folks, that uh, I think is really borders on either deceptiveness or it's kind of laughable. And this has happened so many times throughout our history. I just stumbled across a book that I'm going to check out. I'm not going to mention it yet, folks, because I haven't had a chance to read it. And I don't want to recommend something to y'all. It's a pretty recent book, and that always makes me a little bit nervous. But it, it goes through some of these examples. And one example that I do know a little something about is from World War II, the Battle of Midway. And if you know anything about the Battle of Midway, the, fa- the fact that America came out on top there is miraculous. We, so many things had to happen and the odds were stacked so highly against us going into that battle. And it was a turning point in World War II. Up until that point, folks, J- Japan had been doing a pretty good job of beating us up one side and down the other. And this battle, we sunk... I can't remember the exact number, folks, but we sunk or disabled a number of their aircraft carriers. And and it turned the tide of the war. And it was almost, this one book that I'm talking about, it, it talks about how these pilots just stumbled across these aircraft carriers and allowed us, in just a few minutes, folks, it didn't happen, it didn't take very long, to sink and destroy and cripple the Japanese, sink and destroy these aircraft carriers and really cripple the Japanese fleet. And from that point on, the the whole tide of the war shifted, changed. So there's just so many of these examples throughout our history where you see that God's hand had to be involved in this nation and that as Mr. Stiles said at the very end we have a responsibility as Americans and there have been other quotes that I I didn't take the time to pull for this episode that we've talked about before where our founders and other great leaders have talked about the fact that we have a responsibility no nation has been blessed like we have been blessed by God I think Madison talked about the ratification of the Constitution and said that from his point of view, the fact that the Constitution even got ratified because of the number of differences in all the delegates was God, God's hand had to be involved in that. And, and so we, we see this theme repeated over and over again throughout our history that there are just times when God's hand had to be involved in our country being created and sustained.
And going back to the education piece, folks, if we don't teach our children this, teach them these facts from history, then it's no wonder that they grow up and when somebody says, oh, separation of church and state, they kind of go along with it. And they say, oh, well, that must be the way it's always been. Our country must always have not wanted anything to do with God and Jesus Christ in our education system or our public institutions. So if we don't talk to them about these events and read them the words of these men and women who came before us, then we have only ourselves to blame that they go along with it as, as they grow up, right? So I'm going to finish this episode off with one more quote. And this is from George Washington. I think I've used part of this quote or, or part of his this excerpt. This is from his first inaugural address. Uh, in 1789, no people can be bound to acknowledge and adore the invisible hand which conducts the affairs of men more than the people of the United States. Every step by which they have advanced to the character of an independent nation seems to have been distinguished by some token of providential agency. So again, we see there, folks, that George Washington, first president, one of our founding fathers, and so many others, they acknowledged and recognized the fact that our country simply would not have come into existence without God's hand being involved. They didn't want to separate our country from God. They specifically wanted to acknowledge thank him when they went through trying times they wanted they requested his guidance his protection and I, I say this almost every episode America was not set up so that only Christians could be Americans because you can't force somebody into faith you can't force somebody to not have faith but what this shows, what all this evidence on each episode again and again and again when we talk about this shows is that our great leaders knew that we as a people owed so much to God and we had to acknowledge that, had to look to Him for guidance and wisdom and follow His commands, the commands of His Son, Jesus Christ. And that if we did that, it doesn't mean that times aren't going to be hard for our nation, but it means that He will see us through them, that He will guide us and be beside us. But if we don't, if we're, as Patrick Henry if we're, said, if we're contrary in nature, then our devastation will be complete and quick. And you can see it today, folks. The more we stray away from God and the Bible and Jesus Christ's teachings, the worse and worse and worse it gets. And you can see it throughout our whole history. All right, folks, I've taken all of your time that I'm allotted to today. <laughs> and so thank you all again so much for spending some time with me. Thank you all again for sharing the podcast, spreading the word. I'm so grateful. And you all are helping the podcast to continue to grow. I hope it gives you knowledge. I hope it gives you encouragement. 
really personally, folks, I hope it draws you just a little bit closer to Jesus Christ, and I hope it strengthens our nation, folks. And remember, whatever your sphere of influence is, spread the truth. Because every time you do, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. Y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day, and we will talk to you again real soon.